You are Locked On Hornets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In a minute, cuz, we live. We live. It's Locked On Hornets, and today's episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. It's happening again at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories. It's only worth it if you enjoy it. Stay tuned for the Ultra Player of the Week, or in our case, maybe of the year? What are we going to be doing? We'll talk about it here in a second, coming up later in the episode. We're part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Local experts on the number one daily sports podcast network. And you can subscribe to the pod on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Hornets, at Walker Mail, and at Nod of the Scribe. So Globe is back. We are shoving it down yes. into your face. You are drinking with us. We are partying for the Charlotte Hornets season because, yes, it was a brutal ending. It was brutal the way that they lost to the Pacers the last little bit of the regular season when LaMelo was down, but then comes back, but it's not enough. Some bad numbers for some players. It was brutal, right? But it was still overall a fine season. And I don't want to go back to that philosophical question of whether it was a success or not, but it was certainly fun. We certainly had a lot of fun yes. watching LaMelo be this rookie that is going to be a star that everybody should be excited about. A lot of players certainly experienced positives and we're going to be taking a look at all those players. So what Michelob Ultra is doing for all of the teams that are eliminated from the playoffs, we reluct reluctantly raise our hand. What's going on mm -hmm. is that we're going to be doing an ultra player of the year. So not the week because we don't have anybody participating every week. So we've got <laughs> players of the yeah, year. Exactly. And what we're going to be doing is putting a little spin on it here on the Lockdown Hornets podcast of giving you nominees. And then basically within a month, we're going to figure out who that player of the year actually is. So there's only going to be a handful of contestants that are truly up for player of the year award for the Charlotte Hornets. We'll get to all of these players basically within the next month. We'll also allow you guys to vote on who you think it should be. And all of this, of course, is going to be sponsored by Michelob Ultra because, of course, these players bring you joy. They bring you enjoyment and happiness all around from watching them play into what was certainly the fun part of the season. And at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it is healthier for you as well. So joy creates success. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. That's exactly why we're going to be making sure we give out the Michelob player uh, of the year, Michelob ultra player of the year award to yes. some of the worthy candidates. So uh, is that about right? Nada about like four guys that you have that, in your that's mind about right? Yeah, that's I have three uh, again. I think we, we know who the yeah. three are, but at the same time, we're giving the fans a, their chance to be heard in about a month, and we'll take again because you know we're good on feedback. For the most part, we are good on feedback. So, therefore, we're gonna allow like in about I would say not this week because don't flood our mentions this week. Don't flood our mentions next week. That after like in a month, right around the beginning of July, f feel free to flood our mentions and tell us who should be the player of the year. And then we'll take those notes. We'll turn that into an entire episode. That'll be a de facto mailbag. And then after that following week, then we'll give you who our Michelob Ultra Player of the Year is. And I feel that's fair. I feel that's democratic. We are presenting you our options. Then we will present you, you again. Then you can present your case. And we make this like a family thing. Just we have a little bit more family. Like Walker's, Walker's the mom. I'm the dad. 
and y'all are the kids. That's that's how. We're why would you do that? I feel. Why, like why would you do that? Because now here's what you've done to me. What you've done to me is you've put me <laughs> as the mom, and if I take some kind of offense to that, then it's a don't get fired moment. And you just put yourself as the dad, and then you come out unscathed by any problems questioning that. Why did you do that to me? Because, you know why I did that? Because the moms are the strict school. Again, the moms make everything run, Walker. Moms make everything run. So that's why I say this. Without you, this podcast would be nothing. With again, I'm the dad that doesn't care that takes his kid that that takes his kid occasionally, <laughs> let him have a sip of beer every now and again, take him fishing and and shirk most of the responsibilities. That's how I did this, Walker. This wasn't a You're also character. You're this also the scary a- one. I will say that. I'm I am the person yes. that says to the listener and or child, just wait until your dad comes home. And then everybody's like, oh, no, I don't want to deal with that. So I think that's I think that's probably right. You know what? At first I was like, all right, I want to hear the reasoning behind all of this. But you're right. That does make a lot of sense. I went from pod dad. I used to be called by Doug. Now I'm the pod mom. So I was yeah, I was about to say, wait a minute now. Like, again, I am just shifting your Mm -hmm. responsibilities a little bit more. And here you are trying to get offended. No, 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 no. All right, whatever. I'm not addressing that anymore. What we are going to do is address our first nominee for player of the year via Michelob Ultra. And the number one guy that we talked about, not in any order, we just kind of drew this randomly out of a hat, basically spinning the wheel that we did for the player capsules last year. We did the virtual reality spin wheel and Miles Bridges is who came up. And so Miles Bridges will be our first nominee for Michelob Ultra player of the year. Now, it is interesting if you just look at the counting stats compared to other players on this roster, it would be interesting to say Miles is a nominee when he is the sixth leading scorer on the team only just one point above Malik Monk. So Terry Rozier, Gordon Hayward, LaMelo Ball, Devontae Graham, PJ Washington all scored more per game than what Miles did. And so, yeah, we all know scoring's not the end-all be-all, but to be the sixth leading scorer on your team and be up for this award, it might be a little head-scratching. But if you were to divide his season into the different responsibilities asked of him, when Gordon Hayward went down, it was somebody that was averaging 20 points per game on ridiculous efficiency. Someone that was at least mm-hmm. flirting with being in the 50, 40, 90 club. The free throw percentage was excellent. Even though he didn't take a ton, he, st- he did start to go to the line a little more as the regular season was ending. And we go back to it constantly. Not, I mean, it, it's probably the most praised player of this past year, even more so than LaMelo and Terry, because of the growth. And just when you get something like that, that's unexpected, we're going to spend a lot of time on it. And it's why he's a nominee. I just, I go back to this point constantly. I did not want to ask miles bridges for more responsibility. I thought that was unfair. I wanted him to continue to thrive in the role that was being asked of him before Gordon Hayward goes down. They ask for more anyway, and they're granted all of this success. We, Oh goodness. Miles miles has been amazing for what he's done really the last couple months of the season. And that's why he's a nominee averaging 20 points per game, the ridiculous efficiency, the defense understanding where to be, which was a huge growth from last year where he did not know where to be team defense wise. Miles is a nominee and not, I I know um, (laughs) I'm not going to put words in your mouth, but I have to imagine it's going to be hard for you not to vote him player. I don't give your answer. There's don't give your answer. I'm just saying, no, 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 no. 
No, I'm saying what I'm saying is I'm not going to give my answer. I am going to say I agree with you. I am telling you that there's this whole logical side of me that says, no, there are other guys that clearly deserve this award. And I just want to like it's the evil Kermit meme. You know what I'm talking about? You know the evil card I mean I'm talking about. Like, don't vote for Miles. Miles don't have the counting stats. Miles don't have this. Miles don't have that. And then there's the evil Kermit meme saying, but them highlights, though. <laughs> and th- th- there's the mm. highlights. And if this is about joy, keywords, if this is about good point. joy, then there is only one other player who is going to get mentioned. That brought me as much joy this season as Miles Bridges did. So, therefore, I am going to say he is up there. I'm not giving it to him yet. I'm not giving it to him. I am not letting y'all know. I'm just saying he is very high on the list, especially if joy matters in this award. And because it's the Michelob people and they pay a decent, healthy chunk of what we make from this podcast, I'm going to follow by their rules and say Joy matters. Therefore, he's high up there, even though he doesn't have the counting stats to it overall for the season. In some regards, but yes, he certainly brings us joy. It's a great point. He also brings us happiness and enjoyment, just like Michelob Ultra does. We're partying with Michelob Ultra. And at only 2.6 carbs and 95 calories, it creates all of this success as well. Enjoyment isn't the end game. It's the whole game. Thank you to Michelob Ultra for sponsoring our Player of the Year nominee since we're eliminated from the playoffs. And we'll decide who that Player of the year is really in about a month's worth of time. We'll take a quick break. Coming up next, we're going to discuss the most likely of ways the Hornets are going to address the big man situation. We're going to order the most likely of ways via trade, free agency, and draft. That's coming up next on the Locked on Hornets podcast. This is Locked on Hornets. I do not like the MB2 nickname. That Lame- oh, it's bad. Lamello, come yeah. on, man. I mean, look, I-, I love everything else about you, but the MB times two, how in the world do you not like Airbnb, but you like MB times two? I yeah. that's that's bad. We can't allow him to create, and that's the that's the, the reason the rule exists. You can't give yourself your nickname. You can't do that. No, exactly. So, this is as I'm, bad as Kevin Durant wanted to call himself the servant. It's time for more of the Locked On Hornets podcast. This episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Locker Room is the first social audio platform made for sports fans, and the app is free to download. And once you're in, you can talk with fans, athletes, and insiders in real time about your favorite team or your favorite sport. Locker Room is the perfect place to start or join conversations about the league. You can even find locked on hosts across the NBA, MLB, and NHL. Go to download the free Locker Room app now, currently available on all iOS devices. You can be sure to create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the the NBA group for the latest league updates. I know you'll find a ton of incredible rooms around your favorite teams and leagues. Download the locker room app today. Locker room changing the way we talk sports. So there's going to be a lot of big man pieces written out there that are really well researched and really thorough. James Plowright wrote something for at the hive, the definitive guide to Charlotte's center options. And he talked about this as a part two, some of the trade targets that are out there. I think Jacob mm-hmm. Rude wrote something as well about um, some Charlotte Hornet targets that they could be going with. And so there's a lot of good content out there. Go support local media. Um, 
we're going to reach out to them. They're going to be on this podcast. I'm just a little scared to do that because we often make promises that we don't keep like that. We are those parents. We are the parents that are often making those those promises. And yet here I am being the mom to your dad saying, no, please don't do that. Please don't do that. (laughs) Uh, We can't. Please don't promise the new, new console. Don't promise them the PS5. That's what happens. <laughs> we, we can't afford it, Nada. We just can't do it, okay? Like, please don't please do not do that to John, to, to little Jimmy, whatever you want to name him. Um, I'm just telling you, we appreciate him. I mean, it's little Buzz, right. technically, if we're really All right, Buzz, your it. girlfriend, Wolf. All right, let's talk about a little bit of the center trade uh, trade possibilities, free agency, and just overall draft. So let, let's link these, right? Most likely of ways that the Hornets are going to address this via maybe starter and backup, if you want to break it up those ways, Nada. I'll allow you to do this first. What's your thoughts overall on how you think the Hornets address the big man, Sitch? I would probably say in order, are we doing this in least likely to happen? Man, you get creative control over this, whatever you want to do. Most likely, least likely, just address it first. I'm going going to start with least likely. I'm going to start with least likely, and my least likely is probably, uh, and I say this having done the last last two drafts, but I would probably tell you the least likely way that the Hornets acquire a big man this year, a rotational big man is going to be via okay. draft. I just don't I don't feel like one this draft is really that strong in terms of big men. I like again, I get why people like Kai Jones and I get why people like Zeke Jackson. I get it. I'm just for where the Hornets need to be. I'm not sure that adding a big man that's going to take at least a year, year and a half two years to adapt and get ready for the league is going to be worth it when again i want to make this very very clear the idea on this entire year on this entire summer is to maximize the lamello ball window before the rookie contract comes up if that's the goal you have to go get a veteran and therefore I don't see them adding a rotational big via the draft. Your turn. Uh, Yeah. So I might just go all three and then we can address it. uh, And then maybe we can address one at a time. Yeah. I'll go least likely as well. And then I'll go from least likely to most likely. Not, I think least likely is trade. And I think it all has to do with Mitch Kupchak's history and not wanting to give up assets in order to get some of these pieces that are going to be rotational players because you still have younger players on this roster. We are slowly transitioning out of that, right? PJ is going to be in his third year. Mm -hmm. Miles Bridges is going to be in his fourth. Gordon Hayward is obviously Mm -hmm. an older player. Terry Rozier is obviously an older player. We are establishing some level of veteran, right? Here's Devontae Graham entering his fourth year in the league and Devontae already an older rookie that comes into this association. But yes, we do have some younger players and we still have our draft picks. We don't give those up. And I think Mitch Kupchak, even with him being a deal maker with the LA Lakers, we have been shown that that was a very different situation in how Mitch Kupchak operated and it called for it. You know, you had Kobe Bryant for so many years, right? And then once you transitioned out of that, what Mitch Kupchak was doing was drafting the best guys available 
in the top 10, Julius Randle, D'Angelo Russell, Brandon Ingram, all those guys turned out to be better than even uh, we thought at the beginning of all of this, which is something interesting to say. But I just don't think Mitch Kupchak, mm-hmm. he, he's reluctant to give up too much. He doesn't want to lose out on a trade. And I just don't think that that's going to be the most likely. I'm not saying it's impossible, but we've already had a shot to go after Miles Turner and nothing ever came of it. You know, we already had a shot to go get a Marcus Saul a couple of years ago and nothing ever came from it. Yeah, you could argue different circumstances, but that's why I have trade the least likely. So I'll I'll let you comment on that. You have draft least likely. Where does trade fall? Does it fall second? Trade is second, actually. Because I think we have our our bottom two flop flip flopped. I do I do really believe that. Um, I have trade second only because if I'm really honest with you, I can see them trading for a guy this year. It may not be the guy we're expecting. I do not expect them to trade for a Miles Turner, even less so considering Nate Bjorken got fired today. I do not think they're trading for a center for a big name center like Miles Turner. But can I see them trading for a Mitchell Robinson? Yeah. Do I see them trading for one of these guys that like or a Mo Bamba or something along the lines of that? Yeah, I can see them doing that because I can see them doing something where they're getting rid of some of the the not necessarily the clutter, but they got a lot of guys on second round deals that they still have to make decisions on. Like they're going to have to make a decision on Nate Darling. They're going to have to make a decision on um on one of the Martin twins, like McDaniels is still there. Like they're getting to that point where the back end of that roster is starting to get kind of cluttered and we still don't know what's up with Grant Riller. So I do think that trade is possible. I just don't think it's going to be for that star center that we, that we think it is. Do I think that there's going to be a trade for a backup? Yeah, I do. Because I don't think this is a two center situation. This isn't just a one starting center and then we'll give the rest of the minutes to um, Richards or Carey. I think Richards and Carey are going to have to play their way into the rotation. I just do not see them at in any circumstance, in any circumstance, trading for a star center at all. So you just think it's going to be for a guy that's suitable. Fair enough. Um, I have trade yes. least likely. You have draft least likely. And then you have trade second. We're going to take a quick break. And then I'm going to tell you why I have a couple of the other options second and first. But first, I want to talk to you about Theragun. Don't let the stress of daily life weigh on your body. Whether you're an elite athlete or someone like me, we need to change that read. Just trying to make it through the day. Tension free. Theragun can help. Theragun is the handled, uh, handheld percussive therapy device that releases your deepest muscle tension using a scientifically calibrated combo of depth, speed, and power, and it's as quiet as an electric toothbrush. The Gen 4 Theragun doesn't just feel good. It gets to the source of the pain by releasing tension using Theragun's signature percussive therapy, which goes 60% deeper than vibration alone. Try Theragun for 30 days, starting at only $199. Go to theragun.com slash locked on right now, and you can get your Gen 4 Theragun today. That's theragun.com slash locked on theragun.com slash locked on we'll talk a little bit more about the most likely ways the hornets are going to address the big man situation coming up next on the locked on hornets podcast this is locked on hornets i don't like doing that unless like i am totally annoyed i don't drop the big joker in spades or that early 
I don't drop the big joker. I only do it when I am officially annoyed and I don't want to have this conversation. And I'm going to be real honest with you, Walker. I the last thing I want to be talking about at 10 at night is Blake Griffin and the possibility of him coming here. It's time for more of the Locked on Hornets podcast. Bet online is the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for the runs to the playoffs. So you can head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your fifty percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. Promo code Locked On. So you went least likely draft then trade. I went trade is the least likely. For me, I think second when you go to rotation someone that's going to be playing majority of the minutes I think that it's going to be free agency or excuse me draft draft sorry I'm going I was about to say you have draft as most likely I have I have draft as the second most likely because it's just unpredictable you know so for me it, it doesn't mean Mitch Kupchak, even with him saying we can start to look at need a little bit more than just player available. He still is hesitant to go all in on that theory. And we also just don't yes. know how the draft board is going to play out. Yeah, you're going to have some guys available. You're going to have Sangoon, who we went with in this weekly mini mock draft that we just did. You have Garuba. You have a couple of other guys, maybe a Kai Jones. I don't know who you consider that, but there are some guys that are available. Sure. Yet it's predict unpredictable enough. If you like Scotty Barnes as a defender, because that's what you want out there on the floor or whatever, and he falls, maybe that's somebody you decide to select. So it, it just it's one. It's for its unpredictability. And also, I just think with that having me say free agency is the most likely way, I think you can still focus on drafting the best player available, whether that be a wing, whether that be whatever, and then you can spend your money on free agency where you can get a big guy that's serviceable and it's not going to cost you a ton of money. Yeah, there are some examples that would refute that. If you go after Rashawn Holmes, that's going to cost you a ton of money. But there are some guys that won't. And that can be serviceable big man that can also serve as somewhat of a rim protector, even if you sacrifice some offense at the other end. So I I think free agency is to me pretty significantly the most likely like draft. Yeah, when we we agree on that draft can happen, right? Like, don't get it too twisted. I I think draft certainly can happen where you're playing a big guy in the rotation a lot of minutes if one guy falls to you. But yet I still just think the unpredictability is what separates free agency and, and, and the draft as being second and most likely. Here's a question I have for you on this whole draft thing. And it's a question. Do you think this team is talented enough to where they can focus? I know Mitch. I know what mm-hmm. Mitch says. Do you believe that this team is talented enough to just ignore position for talent? Not focus on it, no. I mean, you, you no. can, if you want I, to, right? Like, what, what you might do is you might go after, let's say you bring back Devontae Graham and you let Malik Monk go, which is what we both think is going to happen. You still have LaMelo yes. Ball. You still have Terry Rozier. So, Unless it's Cade Cunningham, you know, I know Scotty Barnes is kind of out there as well. So I don't know what kind of position flexibility you would try to work with with some of those guys. But let's say that you have a backcourt player ranked eight on your big board, but you got a big guy ranked 11 and both of those players are available for you at 11. 
then I could see Mitch Kupchak deciding to go with the big guy at 11. Now, if he's a top five player you think available, then you go with the backcourt player. But, you know, there is some nuance to that. But in your larger question, no, we are not talented enough here in Charlotte to just say, oh, let's just go ahead and blindly pick the guy that's 6'10 or above. I'm going to put it this way. You see Denver and how, despite the fact that they're missing basically their entire starting backcourt and they have the MVP, do you know what their strategy seems to be? Seems to be best player available. Mm -hmm. They will draft the best player available at any given time. And that's the model that you want. If that's the model that everybody wants to set, then you draft best player available and position doesn't, again, does not matter. So what I'm saying that, to say that at some point, like this is, and this is why I put draft number three. This draft seems to favor like the wings in this draft and fairly heavily too. So if you're telling me that there's going to be a talented wing or a meh big that may or may not be, that may or may not be something, I'm taking the wing. And, and and that I guess that's where I'm at with this. And in terms of free agency, can can I can I again? This is going to be my one responsible take. I think we need to start putting Rashawn Holmes out of our heads. In in terms of like who's who's going to get paid, I don't think the Hornets are going to go after that for twenty million dollars. I don't see them like twenty million AAV. I don't see them going after that. Taking, taking but here, here's my question to you because I I don't want to spend that much money on that. I, I don't want to spend twenty million dollars on it. But here here's the scenario I'll throw at, out at you. I don't know if we can completely forget about it because we've heard James Borrego before, even in post game availability. Even if you don't think that's strong enough, then just look at his center rotation and the way that he played Cody and played biz and just started to go more so with PJ at the five, which was the right decision in some cases, but also he just refused to play Cody at certain times and we don't have to get in all that. My point being, do you think that there was enough frustration with the lack of what he thought was an adequate center that he's like, you know what? Just throw the bag at the guy one because I'm tired of dealing with what I think are center problems and I'm going to go after Rashawn Holmes, even if it costs me 20 million and can convince Mitch Kupchak of that. And and also, you know, I, I'm not, I'm not entirely sure what Mitch thinks about it, right? Like I'm sure he's on the same page as what James is. And we've heard him say some of those comments, but I, I, I could also see James Borrego thinking about that more adamantly than what Mitch does. What, what do you think about that scenario of them just being so frustrated that you're saying, you know what, let's just go ahead and throw all this money at the big guy situation. That means no one learned anything from 2016. That, that to me, that the answer is right there. Like you didn't learn your lesson from 2016. I don't think they throw a bag at this because you still have miles to deal with. You still have to make a decision on PJ. You still have a lot of roster moves to do, so you can't necessarily throw a bag at a guy. Now, granted, this is where if anyone wants to have a problem with the Gordon Hayward contract, yo, I'm not here to argue with you. That severely hamstrings what you want to do. But at the same time, like I don't think you can just throw a bag at a center and call it a day because I think you still have to be smart. Do I think that Nerlens Noel is an option? No. Interesting. And th- I, I don't. I don't because I don't think he leaves New York. I do not think he leaves New York. Um, 
And, and after that, we're talking about Daniel Tice, who may or may not be this team's starting center and has a size issue. Like, yeah, if they if they the went issue. away from Cody Zeller and brought in Tice, I mean, I would just be like, OK, like that. That would make me yeah, frustrated. Yeah. Garbage in, garbage yeah. out. Yeah. Garbage I mean, in, garbage out. Like, that's the thing. Like, and, and I don't mean to call him garbage, but at the same time, like, we know what this is about. This is going to be about James Brago getting his guys in that he feels fit his system. And it goes into what everybody seems to want, which is, yo, if James Brago's actually this great coach, like if and, and it goes for if they want if they go get Rashawn Holmes. Well, and, and here's another thing. I, just because I think Rashawn Holmes, he's going to get tossed out a million times. I mean, not only is he yes. Hornets favorite target, Charlotte Hornets fans favorite target, but he's everybody's favorite target, right? He's a good player. I mean, I mean, hell, he is. he's a good player. I'm not I'm not trashing Holmes by any means. It's just it, it, it's not it's not a secret, right? Like I think people operated as if this was a secret for a while, so much so that he becomes the favorite 12 seed to pick over the five seed. Like he's not the 12 seed anymore. He's certainly higher than that in everybody's mind. Even with that being said, Nada, all we're we're, we're using the 20 million example because it's what he's asking for. Do you think he gets it? And if he doesn't get it, what does he get? And if you're and then whatever that answer is, do you think that might fall in the realm of possibility for Charlotte? There's see here's the thing, the only reason I don't think he gets it is because the big like. Den, Dallas has a center, um, San Antonio. More importantly, is San Antonio, who also has a max slot available, already paid Pertle, mm-hmm. like and that may and is good by the way. And, and you're drafting. I mean, and and Pertle is a guy that's you know a really good defender, and so it's like yeah, what right? Yeah. You so so. That may be the only thing, but would it surprise me if we saw some team around the draft create a whole bunch of cap space and decide, hey, look, um, hey, Rashawn, we got money for you here. Would it surprise me if some some team did that? No, it wouldn't. Like, would it really surprise you if Boston did that? No. It wouldn't surprise me if some of these other teams did it. That's what scares me about this. Like, do I think his pro- 20 mil a year is coming down? No, because I think he's already got an idea. Like his agent already has an idea of what the market is and what the market's going to be mm-hmm. set for him. And even if it comes down to 16, are you really comfortable with that? Cause I'm not well, sure. And, and here, yeah. I mean, it's still a lot. Yeah. And, and honestly, God, I think I'd be okay with it. I, uh, it's still a lot though. That that's probably where we're getting into the nitty gritty of man. Is this the decision that I really want to make or not? That's when it gets tough. But, you know, just talking about all of this with Rashawn Holmes, like when we're talking about surprises and contracts that are either overpaid or guys that we do think are valued appropriately or undervalued, I, I, I feel like what you see more often is guys get way overpaid or, prayed, or paid appropriately rather than, oh, hell, he's way underpaid. Like, I don't feel like you see that as much. And so if you're to play the odds, then I would say, yeah, Rashawn Holmes is probably going to get what he's asking for because it happens too often. I mean, even when we thought Christian Wood was going to get underpaid, then Twitter had an uproar like, wait, that's it. Why did my favorite team go after him? And then the agent, right. the agent right. got right, 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 <laughs> like, right, yeah. right. So it, if you're just to play the odds anyway, I would agree. Not, I mean, I, I do think Rashawn is going to get 
closer to that uh, amount that he's asking for. All right. That was the Lockdown Hornets podcast uh, for today. We have the Michelob Ultra Player of the Week nominees that are going to be rolling in every single Wednesday. We are going to be still doing mailbag episodes. I actually just got one as we were recording from our buddy Charlotte Sports Despair, and he brings it up. He's the one asking about Shea Gilgis Alexander and whether I've lost any uh, whether I'm I've lost any anger over Why? that. Look, we can only serve the people, right? And what we're doing is answering their questions. Feel free to tweet at us at Walker Mail, at Not of the Scribe, at Locked On Hornets for your question that you want to send in for the mailbag episode that we will be doing tomorrow and we will address that question among others. Thanks again for supporting us as always. Tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NBA or any show on the Locked On Podcast Network. Have a great day. We'll be back with you tomorrow. Come